the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Yes. Hello and welcome to it. It is a Thursday night edition of Sports Day. Jason Matthews here by my lonesome. Well, not by myself, but I've got help, as in the mulch. But no sats, no rats. Uh, Cohen's over in Perth. And I'm here in our Gold Coast studios all by myself. Alex is on the buttons tonight and producing the show again. Uh, Mulch, hello, mate. Welcome. Great to be back, Jase. Ready for round two. Let's go. I'm excited. Mates, uh, massive game last night at the Gabba. Got to see the Heat uh, beat uh, the Thunder by 15 runs in the end. Um, it was a great performance. The Heat now are undefeated and will take on that other stars, uh, that other Sydney team, the Sydney um, Sixers, on New Year's Day. That is going to be a massive clash. Tasty. Uh, the Sixers coming off their first loss of the season, of course, on Boxing Day against the Stars. Who Did have... you say Tasty. Well, it will be tasty. I can, you know, feel my t- taste buds tingling already. How's that for <laughs> some alliteration to start your uh, Thursday evening? Yeah, no, I'm excited for that one. That's up at the go. You'll All be right. calling that one as well, won't you? Yeah, a lot of rain around, though. I don't know. I think we're going to have to pad for four hours. How do what you do you talk that? about? I don't know. Do you, do you talk about what the seagulls are doing on the on the pitch? Last night, I thought I was in trouble. Because they let off all the fireworks and that at, at half time in the innings break. And then there was no breeze. So I, I couldn't, and I fed in, I said to Chris Hartley during the call, I said, who's facing the first ball? Because I can't see. I knew I, I knew Nisa was bowling the first over, uh, as he always does. I had no idea who was on strike. And the white I couldn't ball, see them. The white ball in <laughs> white smoke always goes well as well. Plus, I can't see at the best of times. So it was a really bad... Um, <laughs> That's good really for a commentator, Jase. Oh, That's kind of key to the job. No, no, not good. Hey, coming up on the show, Chris Nelson's got some uh, tips for Doombin on Saturday. Um, we're going to do a bit of a best of, thanks to our mates at World Gym. Superbike rider Brock Pearson was uh, with uh, Sats and Rat earlier this year. What a great chat this bloke is. Uh, he'll be on the show as well. Right now, though, the good oil for Cobram Estate. Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. What about this today? I know you've got some audio from Fox. Um, You should have the audio from the SCN commentary, by the way. But we've got the third umpire, Richard Ellingworth, after lunch, right? Everyone's standing around. He's he's stuck in a slow lift, delaying the restart of cricket after lunch for eight minutes. Have a listen. Do you reckon cricket's the the number one sport that has stoppages for the most bizarre things. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> We've got a stop in play here because the third umpire is stuck in the lift. <laughs> you've got your two umpires ready to go in the middle. You've got your, your Pakistan team ready to go. The two batters out there ready to play. Conditions, but we've had an hour taken out of the game early because a little bit of drizzle. Now everything's ready to go and we've got a third umpire stuck in a lift. How's his heart rate at the moment? <laughs> I mean, do you know any of any other sports where they just have so many down, different Alex. delays for so many different things? I agree. I can't agree any more with that. Uh, we can't even get through 90 overs in a day now because mm. there's so many reviews and all this sort of rubbish going on in the game. The fans are being robbed of cricket. A little bit of drizzle they went off for this morning. A little, so what? And then the umpires love to stand around and sort of look at the pitch and look at the covers. And obviously it's important to protect the integrity of the wicket. But 
you know, I, I just think that turnaround times, Michael Vaughan's spot on there, that cricket is the <laughs> is the best sport in the world at finding reasons not to play, particularly in tests. But it, it goes down, you're talking about what's going to happen on January 1st with a bit of rain around in, in Brisbane. You know, it, it would suck to lose that game because, or lose overs just because we're waiting around for an outfield to get dry. That happened in the South Africa-India test last night as they were getting ready um you know the rain had cleared by the time they were due to start play but they were out there with ropes around the outfield yeah get back out there yeah look i'll tell you what big but with big bash and t20 cricket they they will play they'll play in some pretty heavy rain they'll try their best to get a game done And, and i've seen that live with my own eyes i've seen it bucketing down and they will continue to play because it's only 20 overs Mm. per side right but in, in what is it with Test cricket? Is it the white colour? I don't know what's going on. Test cricket is enthralling, wonderful cricket. There was no reason. There was no reason to, to go off today for drizzle. But secondly, what an embarrassment that your third umpire is leaving it so close to getting back into position for the start of play. We were delayed eight minutes, not 30 seconds. Mm. Eight minutes. Mate, if you need to go and have a toilet break, you look at your watch and you go, geez, it's 20 past. I've got 20 minutes left. I better go to the toilet. You know, or don't have that extra sandwich. Just just get back in the commentary box. Test cricket's ridiculous at the moment. Hey, Joey Manufu, Roosters supporters, is mm. exploring a Japanese rugby option at the end of his Roosters contract in 2024. I like this. Now that you explained this to me off air, I thought, mm. oh, here we go. But the move could be as short as one season. Manu able to pocket more than $1.5 million a season to play in Japan. The mini stint abroad would allow Manu then to return to the Roosters or, or any NRL club because he's uncontracted, right? Yep. So he could come back uh, after the first 10 rounds in 2025 once he's finished his Japanese rugby contract. And he could end up earning $2 million per season. He could come back and easily earn a half a million dollars for the remainder of the 2025 season. I like this. I like now. I don't know how the NRL will feel about this. People going off and playing rugby, and then coming back and playing uh, NRL. But he's a professional sports person. Mm. Surely you'd be allowed to do this. Well, and so Benji Marshall tried to do something like this towards the end of his career, but he was already contra- He was under contract, so he wasn't going into this free agency period that Joey Manu is. So the NRL don't actually have a right to say to Joey, as they did to Benji about a decade ago, to go actually no. If you're contracted to us, you'll stay playing with us. Joey, as you say, I couldn't agree more with you, Jace, on this one. He's a professional athlete. He's he's available to the highest bidder. And if that happens Absolutely. to be Japanese rugby for yeah. five months, particularly if, you know, who's going to remember the first 10 rounds? You know, in the long run, well, going down yeah. there, are Roosters fans going to remember that Joey Manu wasn't there for 10 rounds if they end up winning a premiership? A player of his ilk probably has the power to do this. Not a lot of players will be able to do mm. it. The, the interesting thing is going to be whether the NRL will allow players off contract. And they've, got, they've got no say in that, right? But who have just gone and played rugby to come back and play rugby league. I don't think they have a leg to stand in. I think they have to yep. allow that. Um, but I think it's I think it's outstanding, and we may see other players doing this as well to try and earn some extra cash. I love the idea. Got to go to a break. That's the good old Alex for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. When we come back, Superbike rider Brock Pearson on Sports Day. 
The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Thanks to World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Now, this is a little bit left of field from what we're used to. Yeah. We're about to get a, a very special guest on. He's a 2021 600 Super Sport champion, just transferred to the Superbikes Championships in 2022. Had an outstanding season his first year in the Superbikes. Rookie of the year. He's yep. a Gold Coast-born boy. He's only 22 years of age. And he must be half a lunatic oh, he's to do be. the sport that he does. His name's Brock Pearson, known as Brock O as well, and he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Brock? Yeah, good, thank you. How about you both? Yeah, yeah, really well, really well. Thanks for coming on on behalf of World Gym Australia. And I'm actually really interested to find, and we'll ask you this a little bit later on, about how you actually prepare yourself from a fitness point of view for something like superbikes. But as a kid growing up, were you a risk taker? Were you always someone who liked to go fast, whether it's go-karts or whatever it may be? Uh, yeah, to be honest, um, for motorsports, yes. But uh, like risk taker is like not really me. Um, like I'm, not, I'm a pretty calculated person. I don't do very silly things. But then when it comes to motorsports, yes, I do have something for speed that I seem to be addicted to. <laughs> Mate, it's, uh, um, what, what speeds are you getting up to on these super bikes now? Because it, uh, it just seems like every year the bikes are getting faster and faster. Yeah, they are. It's crazy. I think uh, the highest top speed that I have personally got up to is 320. Um, oh. I know that like I know that the GP bikes now over in Europe are doing like up to 370, which is just crazy. But um, yeah, I guess every year the bikes get better and the speeds also come up and um, yeah, it just continues to climb somehow. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. So super bikes and MotoGP for the layman who because they look the same. But they're obviously not the same. Yeah. One goes 50 k's an hour faster than the other one. And 50 k's an hour when yep. you're going from 320 to 370, <laughs> that's, got to, that's a difference, yep. all right? So what, what are the difference between yeah. the two bikes? Uh, so basically, like, what we have is a bike that you can buy for the road. And right. what we then do is basically transfer most of the road parts into race parts. Like, we obviously put exhaust, better suspension, electronics, and basically convert the whole bike into something that we can push to the limits on the track, what we then couldn't do on a road bike. We just couldn't replicate it. Um, so basically, we have a production bike that we turn into a race bike where in MotoGP, every part from the frame all the way up to what they complete the bike, that is like custom made um, from yeah top to bottom. So and, that, and then they basically have no restrictions on what they can do. So right. you've got pretty much a similar motorbike in terms of CC, but they are very different in a lot of ways. And then obviously their bikes are getting up uh, a lot higher speeds. They've got a lot more electronics on their bike. So, in short, we, we ride a road bike that you can buy, and uh, they, they ride a bike you cannot. Yeah, okay. So, mate, you, you're riding for Ducati now, which is a, a huge brand, uh, very passionate yep. supporters. But but you're working with Troy Bayless, who is world superbike champion. It must be unreal having someone like that in your corner who you can speak to and can mentor you. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been really good because his son, Ollie, is a similar age to me. We've been really good mates um, along, you know, the last few years. And um, to be honest, I never used uh, or never sort of fell back onto Troy for a ride or anything like that at any stage of my career. And um, last year I was riding a superbike and uh, halfway through the season, I come unstuck with the team I was within and um, I didn't have a ride. And um, I for about a month didn't have a ride and it was pretty hard and that was the first time I actually reached out to Troy to you know to be on a bike that he had and I said look I, I you know I don't 
I don't want to uh, push our friendship, but um, I'm without a ride and uh, I'd love to have a go on your bike. And um, they basically said to me, they'll put me alongside their main rider at the time and they'll give me an opportunity for one round, but no promises. And then, uh, yeah, I got my um, best finishes of the year, which I got two fourth places at the first race I did with them, which was pretty good. And uh, that secured me a ride. And here I am now with a full time. Nice work. Nice work. Now, of course, this is brought to you by World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. And that's what I'm really interested in. From a rugby league point of view, for us, it was about spending time in the gym, doing a lot of conditioning, a lot of yep. speed work. Uh, yoga has been a yep. big thing over the last 15 or 20 years. So from a fitness point of view, how do you prepare yourself for the rigours of super bikes? Yeah, well, like it's actually pretty interesting. Like Most people think that road racing is not that demanding on the body and things like that, but it really can be. Um, you know, the bikes have like over 200 horsepower, so... You know, constantly opening the throttles up on those things up to 300 kilometres is, is pretty full on to begin with. And then trying to stop them is another thing. Um, so, like, basically, I've had a few injuries over the years that I've had to spend a lot of time on in the gym. And um, I've been really fortunate to have all the resources there to do it. But um, basically, like, we, we really try and work on having, like, strong forearms for one, especially when it comes to being on the brake. Um, like we need to have really good grips. So I do a lot of stuff like that in the gym and then basically a lot of core and back strength um, because a lot of the time we're sitting up in the wind and um, when you're doing 300 kilometres an hour and you shove your whole upper body up into the wind, if you can't sort of, if you can't sustain that force of the wind, you're getting blown off the back of the bike. So uh, we, we need to be really strong in the upper body basically just to be able to hold ourselves and hold our core. And um, yeah, look, there's a lot of things you wouldn't realise. You'd think we sit on the bike a lot. We don't. We barely stay seated at most tracks. Uh, a lot of times we're pushing through the feet of, like, our, our pegs. So um, we need to have pretty strong hammies and, and that sort of thing too. Otherwise, if you can't stand on the bike to muscle it around, you can't put it where you want to go. So um, there's a lot that goes into it without, without really realising. Again, comparing it to like a sport that we played or any contact sport where there's a lot of moving parts and your limbs are moving in all different directions, with you, not so much. So is flexibility important? Yes, it is. Um, I'm flexible to a point that, um, that I'm, I'm happy with. I probably could spend a little bit more time stretching. I, I don't know about you guys, but I personally... The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. I'm glad I'm playing the songs today in the show. You like a bit of Nirvana, Mulchi? I do, I do. It's not okay. top of my playlist, but I'm, a, I'm an appreciator. Well, I, I tell you what, this is what... Daddy Vass uh, likes us to play on the show. Now, does this does this sound like Sports Day? <laughs> you probably like it. Right? Well, no, it's a bit too soft. You know, I'm Jason. I'm into my house music. I like oh, the, big, right, okay. the big doof doof. The big. That's you where know, you have lollipops. Lots and stuff of bass. Like yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that sort of thing. And this thing. Yeah, don't sing. Well, that's that. That that's, one triple. That one, a, a different radio station song of the year about three years ago, I think. Oh, that God. one. They're from yeah. my part of town. Uh, that band that I can't think oh, of the they? name of, but yeah, they're from uh, Sydney's Ocean Northern Alley, Beaches. Isn't it? Ocean Alley, that's it. Oh, yeah. They're from Northern Sydney's Beaches, Northern right, Beaches. Right, okay. Oh, yeah. terrific, fantastic! Mm. I'll make sure I go to the Stain and catch them out. <laughs> is that pub still there? Yeah, it still uh, is. Twoies. I feel like a twoies or two. Drink responsibly. Bring you a BBL update tonight. The Hobart Hurricanes. 
versus the Melbourne Stars. Just can uh, the Melbourne Stars get two on a trot? The Hurricanes going okay. They won the other night. Um, Bloodston Arena, this one is tonight, 6.15 Queensland time. Um, no real team news around that. Mm. Last night, as we said at the top of the show, Brisbane Heat beat the Sydney Thunder. Heat all out for 172 in 19.4 overs. I tell you what, they, they were looking at 200 plus at one stage. They end up losing six wickets for 16 runs. Uh, well done to the Thunder bowlers. Really brought them back. Uh, as we said again off the top of the show, Daniel Sams picked up five wickets. Um, Cam Bancroft uh, responding to the 172. He got 46 off 39. Uh, Xavier Bartlett took three for 29 for the Heat. Spencer Johnson, two for 24. Uh, the top scorer, by the way, for the Heat was Nathan McSweeney. 73 off 52 balls. It was a good knock. It was interesting to see Josh Brown actually support him, whereas Josh Brown is normally the aggressor. Mm. And the only time he played the ball in the air was a 60 hit, which was coming towards us in the commentary box. And another one was when he got out, but uh, pretty controlled innings and good for, good for Josh Brown's development. The heat now top of the table after five matches with one, four wins and no result. And cricket Australia today released um, the venues for the finals of BBL 13 and the Brisbane heat will have to play their finals matches at heritage bank stadium on the gold coast. They won't get to play at the Gabba because of the close proximity of the test match mm. that, that the Australia playing against West Indies. Now, why wouldn't, why wouldn't Cricket Australia ensure that there weren't any clashes like this? And where's the I, – I just don't get why Brisbane Heat all of a sudden kicked out of their home ground. Most of their fans are in Brisbane as well. So they expect them to play at Heritage Bank and expect all their fans to travel an hour plus – down to the Gold Coast to go and watch the game. I don't get it, Cricket Australia. What are you doing? Mm, mm. Are they not? And and I I know that I know the Premier in, in South Australia had a crack at Cricket yeah. Australia's own interview. And there's one part of it I agree. I mean, it, it's hard to schedule I, and, and give Cricket Australia that. But we've never had the last Test match in a in a Test season in Brisbane. Never. So why this year? The other part of that is. What about the fans? Big Bash is flying this year. It's fair to say the Big Bash is actually bigger than the test season, mm. without a doubt. We saw 42,000 at, at um, Optus Stadium the other night. We had 30,000 at the Gabba last night, three quarters full, more than three quarters full. Think of the fans, Cricket Australia. You, Brisbane people will not travel all the way down to the Gold Coast to go and see their team playing the finals. I, Incredible. What a, it's a scheduling scheduling nightmare, this. Mm. They can't put them all in convenient time slots. I get that much. But you've got a square at a cricket ground for a reason, don't you, Jase? You know, mm -hmm. you can't just... In England, they've got like 30 pitches rolled out. Now, ours aren't that big, but surely <laughs> the proximity of the test match. I mean... Well, they've got two... They're preparing two for the test at the Gabba. They're right in the middle. So they're right next they're to not, each other. They're not going to use both of them. You know, That's right. Maybe get some wear on one of them, but <laughs> just, oh, yeah, I just, that, I, it's I, baffling. I, that is baffling. I don't know how to say the Premier of South Australia's name, but he's right. Start thinking of the fans again, not yep. just television numbers. Mm. Start thinking of the fans who have to travel all these games, who buy their tickets, pay a lot of money for tickets. And I tell you what, respect the Big Bash because you've got kids and young families going to the cricket together 
and watching watching a fantastic spectacle. Mm. Don't shunt them 80 kilometres down the road on the Goldie. Mind you, the Goldie's a nice place. Improves, it, improves, it improves your TV product too, Jace. Having Absolutely. that big crowd there. It sounded yep. fantastic on TV and through the radio listening to you last night. It was... You know, that can only enhance what people are seeing on TV. Empty stadiums don't do anything for the product. Your thoughts, 0457 736 736. Let us know. That's our BBL update brought to you by Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two. Drink responsibly on the way next. That's ridiculous. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Jason Matthews here. Alex Mulchinoff, give me a hand on the panel tonight. Uh, time for That's Ridiculous. And Mulchie, you've got one for us. Yes, something that caught my eye yesterday at the test match. Um, things were sort of drifting along in the second session. And then the cameras at the MCG cut to a, well, a a fortunate or an unfortunate couple. I'll let Adam Collins, who was on the call for SEN yesterday, take you through (laughs) what unfolded out there. Crowd have gone wild at the MCG on our titanium caravan screen built tough. Two youngsters, a couple of 16-year-olds, having a bit of a kiss and a cuddle, (laughs) flashed up on the screen, and they've immediately covered their face. They're obviously not meant to be having a kiss and a cuddle up there in (laughs) in the back of the Pontsford stand. And the whole crowd have risen as one to them. As Stark starts a new over, three slips the gully, leaving Elena Shafiq away from them. <laughs> and one of their mates, I assume it's one of their mates, has run over and given it big in front of the camera. <laughs> so that's my favourite bit, obviously, is the mate realising they've been caught out and then just getting involved in it all. Um, first dates at the cricket, Jace. Where do we stand on that? No. No? No. No? No, no. I, I, I find my natural habitat is... Blokes at cricket building uh, beer snake. That's my environment. Mm. You're not, not, a, not one. Not one not for one love at the cricket. Woman. No, not not love, but not. I, there's nothing I do at the cricket that would impress a female. Well, clearly she was impressed by something he was doing, but you know. We'll Tell you what, that. I'm impressed with at the cricket, the same place. Is Jeff Marsh's stomach? Oh no! He's busting <laughs> poor, the buttons. Poor on swampy. That shirt. Oh. Did the you highlight. see? Did you see yeah. the Marshes? They're all sitting next to each other. None, yeah. none of them look uh, particularly delighted. I mean, Mitch Marsh has put together a terrific innings today, but they're all just sort of. Everyone looked very glum. Oh, sure, Marsh is all right, but he's. But but it's Jeff Marsh, who was my favourite, one of my favourite batsmen growing up. Old Swampy used to anchor those fifty over games. Mm. He used to score like a hundred off one hundred and thirty balls, and anchor us through to an innings of about two hundred and twenty. But my dead set favourite batsman of all time growing up was also in the crowd giving it to Swampy yesterday. His name's Kim Hughes. And he was caught <laughs> patting, him, patting him on the belly. You know, he had a good Christmas, mate. Love it. Maybe you've been Kim in the Hughes. lunchroom with uh, Richard Illingworth, <laughs> the uh, third umpire. Got stuck in the lift. Mm. Mm. Right, yeah, that's ridiculous. On the way, Chris Nelson joins us with a, a Racing Queensland update next. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And don't forget, chances are you're about to lose. Uh, This man is loaded up 
with a stack of tips this weekend. Chris Nelson, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, mate. And the same to you, Jase. The same to all our listeners. I hope everyone had a great Christmas and, uh, yeah, looking forward to the new year. Mate, and it's okay to say Merry Christmas, everyone. It's okay. Bugger that happy holidays <laughs> rubbish. Oh, it's rubbish. Please, <laughs> don't get me started. All right, where are we racing across the state this weekend, mate? Uh, we've got meetings on Saturday at Doombin. I'll come back to that one in a moment. We also race at uh, Cairns, Cannon Park in Cairns, and we also race at Taroom and Aquas Boat Taroom, where's no, Taroom? Taroom? Taroom is uh, in Queensland, Jase. Uh, good, mate, good just to see. Just not sure where, but uh, by the end of the segment, I'll have <laughs> that answer for you because I'm pretty quick on the keys. Yeah, good stuff. Good, right. to see, good to see our racing Queensland expert is all over that. Yep. Actually, here we go. It's uh, it's in the it's in the Shire of Banana, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> yes, yes. Banana and locally split between the Shire of Banana and Western Downs region in yep. Queensland. Yep. So, know where it is now. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. All right, mate. Uh, Doombin <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you must have some tips for us. Well, yeah. Feature meeting at Doombin. The Group Three Vo Rogue is the main race. We've also got the buffering. Uh, the Nudgy and the Shootout. So plenty of uh, wild cards there into the Big Magic Millions meeting in two weeks' time for those winners. Uh, tips. Always got a tip for you, Jace. I think there's some good things. And the weather looks like it'll stay reasonably dry. Uh, race four, number nine, Emperor. Will probably be a little bit in red figures, but should have won last start. Didn't will this time. Race four, number nine. Race five, number four, Midnight in Tokyo. Uh Busting to win a race, ran second in the gateway last time out, can go one better this time around, race five, number four, and race seven, number three, this is the Vaux Rogue, show me mercy, the Sunshine Coaster was very good at Doombin first up, oh, Eagle Farm first up, can run well at Doombin on Saturday, so I think those three will all win, I'll throw in a roughie, race two, number five, she's a Chikatita, I don't like the race, I think there's a lot of question marks on some of the favoured runners, I think she's some chance at around $30, race two, number five. Wow. There's Scott Sattler type odds. Uh, let's have a look at um, the Gold Coast. Are we on the poly track or the uh, on the grass this weekend? Neither. We're going to Bow Desert instead. Oh, we're having right. a meeting at Aquas Bow Desert. Yeah, we're going there and running on the grass. And of course, next Saturday is the first Saturday of the Magic Millions Carnival. So we'll be back on the new grass track next Saturday. Apparently, it's uh, looking pretty good um, uh, here, Chris. So that's uh, that's not bad as well. Rightio, mate. Enjoy uh, the rest of your weekends and hopefully you will get some win. What are you doing, mate? Are you, what are you banging there? You realise we're doing a, a cross at the moment. <laughs> Unprofessional. Just, uh, just a bit of paper here needs to get it's out getting, of my way. It's getting angry. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland's racing today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. See you, Nelson. See you, Jase. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Ah, a bit of Aussie crawl to wind up the show today. Do you know any of these songs, Mulch? I love Boys Light Up. This is well, takes me back to Northern high school. Very Northern Beaches in Sydney, isn't it? Yeah, took me back to high school listening to this. How old are you? I'm 25, but you know oh, we, you know we, we rolled through the classics. This is a classic. I can't remember being 25. Now that's that's <laughs> either I've lost my mind. Or I just had a really good year that year. I, can, mm. I just can't remember. Anyway, before we go, quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. 
Um, smoke is currently affecting Inglewood, Yalabin, Lake Coolmunda and surrounding areas. The smoke is from fires burning in the Wheatstone State Forest and Yalabin State Forest. Both fires are under control. Stay indoors, lock your windows uh, so you don't get affected by smoke. You can stay up to date on everything happening. Uh, visit qfest.queensland.gov.au. This community update. Thanks to the new fire coat. The first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. We are done and dusted for... Another week here on Sports Day. Yes, it's been a big two-show week for us. Uh, I will be back Tuesday. Um, Mulchie, thanks for your help, mate. Well, Cohen's been away. It's been my pleasure, Chase. Happy to drop in any time I'm needed, but hopefully uh, Cohen gets his teeth back into his work come the new year. You know, he he, he doesn't even like Christmas. And I said, Then why is he on holiday? That's what I said. (laughs) I said, why didn't you tell me that when I proved your annual leave? (laughs) I haven't had a. I have not had a Christmas off for four years working on Sports Day. You know what? I wouldn't mind one. And mm. he, he goes, "Um, um, mate, I want to go to WA with the Miso." I go, "Yes," just to stop the <laughs> sentence because it takes forever. I love Cohen, but he talks very slowly. Mm. And I go, "Yeah, mate, fine." And 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 he goes, you know, "I don't even like Christmas." I go, "What?" That's you know. I know. That's a very positive way of viewing the world. Some people. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Enjoy it. Be safe. uh, And we'll catch you next year on Sports Day. See ya.